Hello, everybody. Welcome to Satsang. It's good to be here with you. Um, today, I want to talk about this most pressing of issues, which is, do I have to practice so much? And do I have to practice at all? When, when, when will I get to quit practicing what I'm doing? When, when, when is it done? When do I graduate? Um, when do I wake up? Does that mean this meditation that was supposed to wake me up? I've been doing a long time. I'm not getting anywhere. What's with that? Um, and I've been saying a mantra you know, under my breath many times every single day, uh, every single hour uh, since uh, time immemorial, since I just since since I can even remember. And that doesn't seem to be working. Something is not working. I'm not saying that all of these things don't work. I'm just saying that. For me, they're, this, this is the seeker, that for me, they're not working right now. And I need something that's going to work right now. And uh, 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 why would I get involved in a program when I'm going to wake up in five years, 10 years? You know, or, or, you know, you'll hear people talking about lifetimes, right? As if there's something here to have a second life. Fred, Fred Davis has not, uh, um, has actually not showed his, face here yet to say he's not incarnated the first time. So I don't think we have to need to worry about him in reincarnating or you. But you know, that's who knows there are different views <clears throat> for different folks. Um, and I don't want to scoff at anybody else's because they can be just as true as, as anything within the scope of the dream. That's the key is that all of these things, these outlandish things that we hear about do Who's saying they're true or not true? It's not, it's not my job. My job is to, to be able to notice, okay, that's out of the dream. Yeah. And um, if, if you can recognize that, you get to do what you please because then you're doing something, but you're not believing in it. Yes. It's the same thing as using language without believing in it. So this practice that we're, we're pretty much all pointed to, I mean, if we bought a book on spirituality and it didn't contain the word uh, meditate, uh, then we have been, it has been a most unusual uh, shopping trip, a book, book buying episode, because most spiritual books are going to come down to, this is how we meditate, this is when we meditate, um, and if you do it like this and you do it with us or you do it like this and you do it regularly or you do it every day or you, whatever it is, there are always some specifics that this unit is supposed to do. This unit's supposed to dance into, uh, what did they call it anyway, exaltation. And um, or it's supposed to sing itself in, in a way. Um, it's there there are all these practices and i'm not against practices i have had practices be fruitful but not in terms of awakening in terms of awakening well you know the first time that i that i woke up um actually probably had some correlation to practicing because i was doing uh i was doing inquiry all the time. And that was my practice. But inquiry is not really a practice. It's, it's a lifestyle almost. It's, a, it's, how you, it's how you spend your life. You're either accepting everything and going along with the status quo, which is what most everybody's doing, and we can't say it's wrong, 
Um, but for them, but I know it's not right for this one. I know it's not right for me. What's right for me? Uh, well, actually, I don't know what's right for me other than unless this is it, right? This may be it. And if I meditate, like I used to, I used to meditate a, a, a lot in the old days. And, um, well, a lot for me. And I, I never meditated more than a couple hours a day. And I only did that for a little while. And usually I was lucky if I got an hour. And then I got to where I was lucky if I got 30 minutes. Um, now I don't meditate at all. There are times when I go into my living room and I sit and I'm quiet and still, but I don't call that meditating. I call that sitting in my living room and being quiet and still. And uh, do insights come during that time? Sometimes, but sometimes, you know, insights come when I'm brushing my teeth too. Should, I, should we all get together and brush our teeth for the weekend? I don't think so. <clears throat> What meditation does, for instance, because meditation is the one that I run into the most by a huge margin, meditation is good for the body. That's proven. Um, meditation is good for the heart. It's good for the mind. It's good for the overall health. It's, it's, it's a marvelous practice. I highly recommend it if you were looking for uh, a uh, a solution to some of your bodily problems. Um, I mean, you can meditate and who knows, maybe strange physical stuff can happen. Disease can drop away, this and that and the other. That's what I hear. Um, it hasn't happened here, but then I haven't tried to meditate either way. So who, I can't really say any of that. And what I'm going to tell you is that all that is great. And it's in and of the dream. It's in the dream and of the dream. And you're going to wake up from meditation as it's been seen here. I don't want to back my walk myself against the wall, against the whole world. I'm not against you. I'm just stating that what's seen here. What's been seen here is that meditation does not have a direct relationship with awakening. Mantras do not have a um, direct relationship to awakening. Neither does uh, singing or dancing or praying or anything else that I have seen. No direct relationship. The relationship that I have, one, one practice that I have found, there is a relationship, direct relationship with, in terms of, it's, we call it waking up, but there's nobody asleep. So we, we, we need, we'll straighten that out right first. But we'll still call it waking up. <clears throat> um, for the sake of just you being able to hear me when, I, when I'm talking about this. So the only thing that bears a direct relationship to awakeness coming to notice itself within this dream, as far as I can tell, is inquiry. That's the only thing, direct inquiry. Now, the funny thing is, Ramana Maharshi thought exactly the same thing. Uh, what he said was, uh, I forget how he said it, but it was basically, well, just notice the truth. Notice what is. And then he said, if that doesn't work, do inquiry. If that doesn't work, do inquiry. And, and did he say that he needed to, do, you needed to do this or that or the other? No. 
Nizargadatta at times says anything. <laughs> at times he says, you know, you need to meditate. Sometimes he'll tell you there are no practices. And I really think that all of that can, it, it depends on who he's talking to. Um, when he's talking to his more mature students, I'm going to say he's telling them no practice is needed. And you've already noticed that if you're one of my mature students, but I'll just confirm it for you that no practices are necessary. And what I'm here to do is in the modern age, I'm here to tell you no practices are necessary. I know. I know, I know it, it breaks your heart because you, you've been so attached to them and you've done so many of them. And God Almighty, are you now going to tell me that all these years of practice is a waste? No, I'm not going to tell you that. I'm going to tell you that everything has to be done. Everything that's done has to be done. And that awakening occurs the way awakening occurs. And But it doesn't wake up because the mind went calm because of awakening. I mean, excuse me, because of meditation. I'm not saying it can't. And I'm not saying that, 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 that uh, I'm not saying a meditation can't work. I'm not saying that um, mantras don't work. I'm not saying with other, what other practices? I'm not saying that they don't work. But I'm saying that when do they work? How reliable are they? Because what I notice is that the millions of spiritual seekers and most of them are doing some kind of practice. You can bet your ass. That's how they know they're spiritual seekers, because I'm doing this practice and I'm doing it just like this. And therefore, I'm a spiritual teacher and I'm a pretty good guy. Right. Hopefully that's going to really polish up my story in uh, in in relativity too, so people get to thinking that I'm a really good guy instead of, you know, the asshole that I've secretly always been. And um, which was kind of my situation, really to tell you the truth. That's kind of the way it was. It's embarrassing to say, but it's not really embarrassing. It's just, <laughs> it's just something to say. But if I could be embarrassed, I would be embarrassed over that. How about that? Um, but this was just not a skillful unit, you know, and people, and there were there were uh, there were some people who loved it, but I, but there were not that very many people that just liked it. You you loved it or you despised it. There are very few fence sitters. Um, there were some I'm sure that was mild dislike or mild like, but as a general rule, it was a unit of extremes. You loved it, you hated it, and it's a an extent. That's the way it is now. People love this teaching or they big people despise this teaching. They people love this thing or the people despise this thing. Even though this thing doesn't have is not, is not guilty of the first crime, it really is not, because it can't do anything other than what it's doing. So when we meditate, I decide to meditate. Where did that decision come from? It just popped in my head, or I overheard it. A friend told me about it, or I read a book. Whatever, wherever that came from, odds are it's secondhand information. But for some people, it may just it may be aware of meditation and then take it up one day. It really doesn't make much difference because wherever you got the information, it was poor, secondhand, or if you told yourself. That if it, because what we tell ourselves, if I meditate long enough and well enough, then I am going to wake up. 
and everything will be different and I'll be different and it'll be, and we I'll have a way out of here and all the bullshit here. And Fred will have a way out of Fred's nightmare experience that he pretty much caused by himself. See, just because we cause a chaos doesn't mean we want to live in it. So, I have worked with people who have been meditating for 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 55, 60 years. And one, for, one or two for 70 years. Well, I'm, I'm not, and I say they've been trying to meditate for 70 years. That's not really accurate. Most of them picked it up in their 20s. And, uh, or, you know, or they picked it up in their 30s, whatever. But they've been doing it for the majority of the li of life, of their the, the life experience for them, the focus, the uh, the locus of experience has been um, woven around meditation. Because when I'm not doing meditation, I'm reading about meditation and how good it is for me. And um, when I'm not reading about meditation, I'm talking about meditation because that's really helpful too. And, um, and if I'm not, uh, and if I'm by myself, then I'm always thinking that I should be meditating, even though I notice that the body is writing a book. That's what used to happen to me. I'd be writing a book. That'd be this, um, this overwhelming sense of, well, actually, this, um, well, maybe it was the first book. But at any rate, I would be writing something. And um, it, would, it would occur to me that I really should be down in the living room meditating. And so I would get up from the desk at last. I fought it and fought it and fought it. Eventually I gave up, went downstairs and I meditated. And the minute I started meditating, the first thing, thought, thought that comes up was that I really should be upstairs writing. And so it was, cha, 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 cha. I couldn't, I kept trying to do it. I kept trying to write what I was writing. But the book of undoing, my first big, you know, my, the first book that brought me to notice of everybody um, was the book of undoing. And that that narrated itself. I was the typist on that book, mess period, it period. I mean, I couldn't type fast enough to get that book out of my hands. That's the truth. It was, it was 30 days between, no, it was two weeks, two weeks, maybe two weeks in a day um, from the time I heard, uh, I thought about writing a book until the time I put one up for sale on Amazon. It's just that quick. That was a Kindle. You just instantly publish it. So writing never woke me up. There's another activity. Um, and there, were, there was, I've forgotten, as a great, one great spiritual teacher, very well known. And he always said that writing was his practice. That was the only practice he did. And good for him because it worked, right? He was enlightened. But there have been a whole lot of people been trying to write their way into enlightenment since. And I'm not saying that nobody's done it. I'm just trying to say, what are the percentages? And when does all of that come to fruition? When, do, when am I going to wake up? 
Don't you feel like that? When am I going to wake up? This is just ridiculous. Well, I'm going to wake up. Let me tell you what I have. I have had vast experience. Well, I've, I've met with, a you know, two or 3,000 people, not all in awakening sessions, but I've met with two, probably 3,000 people, something like, I don't know, I don't know, thousands of people that I've actually been in contact with. I've reached many more thousands than that, but the, the ones that I know about, I've had conversations with. And I can tell you that generally speaking, every spiritual seeker is going to wake up soon. Isn't that what you had in mind? I mean, that's what I had in mind. I'll tell you that I was going to wake up and it wasn't going to be long. I was making a lot of progress and I would be waking up very soon. And it was going to be really be something. And in post awakening, because I got so hung up on the experience of awakening, there was a time there when I was waiting to jet, us, jet back into that that. Uh, there was a lot of bliss there at that moment. It was, you know, and it was the kind of bliss that everybody's looking for, which is, wow, wow, oh, God, this is fantastic. And it lasted not long at all. There's still bliss here, but it's not that kind of bliss. It's a quiet bliss. It's the, it's the bliss of okayness. You don't want everything to be great because it's got an opposite. I'm not saying that okay doesn't have an opposite, but I'm saying it's not very far down. So you don't go that far up, but you don't go that far down. That's what you're really looking for is steadiness within relativity. And there's steadiness here within relativity. What inhabits this unit, the relativity there. I mean, there's, there's a calm there, there's peace. And I don't look for peace. I don't need to look for peace because I am peace. And this is what Ramana Maharshi was Ramana Maharshi was talking about when he said, "Notice the truth," or whatever it was that he said that pointed toward that. Just notice. See, everybody's so busy seeking, I'm seeking over here. I'm seeking over there. I'm going. I'm traveling. I'm going to India. I'm going to Peru. Uh, you know, I'm going wherever. Going to Mexico. I'm going to the desert. Going to the mountains. You know, it's always off. I'm going off. <laughs> and you don't actually move. You are that which does not move. So all of that stuff, it's just spinning tails and fantasy. And it may, I know it has a lot of reality to it. And it has a very strong sense of reality to it. But you can, later on, you can test this. and You'll be able to see it for yourself. Right now, if you wanted to, you could do as Nizhugadatta always expressed that he did, because he said, I, I, went to my, my, and I went to my teacher and I asked him what I really was. He told me, and what was the next thing he said? And I believed him. I believed him. And then he went and did a practice for, for a good long while. Um, but that practice was what? It was really, it was inquiry finding out what he wasn't, right? That's what, that's how I woke up, so to speak, I hate this language, but it's, that's how I woke up the first time um, back in 1992. 
was by finding out what I'm not. And it's really all you can do. We can't talk about the way that you can get this thing. We talk about only the ways that you can't or didn't. Um, it's, it's a backwards thing. So, but the practices, they did not get me closer. They didn't push me away unless I was personalizing them because that's what we do with practices usually. I have a meditation practice and it's very good for me. Well, that's that's a very good spiritual position. If what you want to do is be a very good spiritual person while remaining in the dream on planet here on quote planet earth. I'll say quote because well, forget why I say that. It'd be too complicated for this. Come to Satsang, we'll talk about it. You should come to Satsang anyway, whoever you are. You've been listening to me for sometimes I get, you know, I get I get letters and Fred, I've been listening to you for years. And I've heard you say come to Satsang for years and I've never done it. Now I'm gonna do it. And and as often as not, they come and it's wow. Why did I wait so long? I do get those letters. Why did I wait so long? Why was I so stubborn? Um, but, you know, that's neither here, here nor there. We're talking about practices. And see, coming to satsang could be said to be a practice. And if you're coming to satsang regularly, great. And if someone wants to think of it as a practice, they're welcome to. But practices that we usually do are to take us elsewhere, to get us out of the, the, the out of the fog of, of relativity, out of the brain fog of, of gener of, and chaos of life and all this. I don't want to get to a peaceful place and I want to have calm and peace and silence. But the unit doesn't really care about those things too much. The unit loves chaos and it loves comparison. Down, up, down, up, down, right, wrong, right, wrong, right, wrong, good, bad, good, bad, good, bad. That's the candy of the mind. Awakeness doesn't have any, there's no leaning toward any, any of that for awakeness. It just is not. And what I've noticed is that there's very little, this unit no longer craves experience. I mean, in the sense that it no longer, it, it has no desire to go anywhere other than here. If I never step outside the yard of Clarity House, I'd be perfectly happy. Perfectly happy. I really I didn't mean that. It's what, where, where would I want to go? And I, I'm, I'm that which does not move. I've got the Garden of Eden is right here. And you've got your Garden of Eden. It doesn't matter whether you live in a in a damn tenement or not. Wherever you are, that's the Garden of Eden, right? What I mean is that that's where the light of truth is right where you are. And wherever you go, that's the Garden of Eden because you are that that is talking. You are that that is listening. You are this, you are this, the air, if you will. You are pictures, trees, 
your your vines on the fence. You're the fence. But really, none of these things that we look at, that can't really be you. Because anything you can see, feel, hear, touch, or smell, that is not you. But when I say when I say it is you, it's to only say that because there's nothing that can't be you because you are all that there is. And that includes dogs barking, so we're going to have to see how we get through that all right. Um, inquiry, which I have gone on here ad nauseum with video after video suggesting that you do. Um, in, in, in every book I have, it's if you look at the heart of it, it will be about inquiry. Even the book of nothing, if you look at it, it's going to talk more about or it's going to it's going to to offer uh, things to inquire into it will because it, it's an inquiry in itself and it's it, it's full of profundities that you know I have people that read that book every day every day and they um, talk about you know well, this quote really did it for me this really did it for me whatever. It's never the same thing for the same people. You don't need to practice. You don't really do not need to practice. You can practice if you want to, and I'm very happy for you to do so, and I wouldn't get in your way. I wouldn't hold you back. I'm not going to tell you practices are useless. I've already said that everything that we do has to be done, and that, that these practices, they can help the mind, they can help the body. Who knows? They may help some people wake up. That's great. But if a truck driver wakes up on the way to Atlanta, we're not all going to get in trucks and drive around. And hell, if you're a truck driver, there's a pretty good chance when you do wake up, you'll be sitting in a truck. And if you're a regular meditator, then if awakening does occur, there's a decent chance that it's going to occur while you're meditating because the unit's calm. But it doesn't have to. I've talked with people every month who've woken up spontaneously, walking down the street, climbing into bed, getting out of bed, going into the bathroom, coming out of the bathroom, this, that, and the other. What practices did they have to do? None. The ones that I talked to that had the most profound awakenings were not even spiritual people, not a one of them. I, I, I just realized that, just realized that as I speak it, but that's true. Is I, I, I can't say there's no exception to that because I can't remember everybody I've talked to that's woken up spontaneously, but I can think of a few right off the top of my head who have woken up spontaneously and, and, and of those three, none was a spiritual seeker. None was a spiritual seeker. Um, they just woke up completely out of the blue. So there was no, no one, there was no practice that they were following. There was no program that they were following. They just woke up out of the blue. And when you wake up from inquiry, you wake up out of the blue. That's the truth. Because you inquire into the very nature of, of, of experience itself, the very nature of life itself, you, you, the nothing's off base. The very, you can inquire into the very nature of cooking and, and it'll help. And uh, you won't necessarily 
wake up when you're doing inquiry, but most of the time I would say you will. 2006, when I had the, my, the, the more famous awakening, if you will, um, that was, uh, that was a direct, that was in, as a result of inquiry. I've been inquiring for a very long time, but I read in a book that asked me a question. It asked, that's it. People come here for answers. Don't come here for answers. Come here for the very high grade of questions. That's what I have to offer you. Because I've already, I have already told you 10 times more than you need to know. I've told you way too much and I told you less than most, but I've still told you way too much. You've got too much information. You don't have a lack of information. What you need now is just to notice that as long as you're seeking, you'll have to call yourself a seeker. When you stop seeking, even for a moment, what do you find? You find this, don't you? Does this, I'm talking about what's looking, not what's being looked at. When this, this energetic presence that inhabits this body, um, that's what wakes up. And that's what's actually doing inquiry too, because there's not anything else. That's also what's meditating. I mean, there's a pattern within meditation. It's not like there's an awakeness guy or girl or woman that has, has sat down and decided to, to, to create a meditation. It's not like that. It just isn't. It's, but there are patterns within relativity that tend to meditate, tend to pray, tend to, you know, sing, dance, whatever. But none of those things are necessary for you. What is necessary for you is inquiry, non-dual inquiry. Who is watching this video? Can you find that one? Can you find the one that is watching this video? Can you find the one that's hearing this video? You notice that there's a sense of being here. Can you find the owner to it? Does the sense of being that is present for all of us, it is the very sense of existence. Is that the same thing as saying the sense of existence is the same thing as existence? I don't think so. I don't think so. This is the core difference between this teaching and many others. Is that recognition of the absence of a character is not that's that's great it's very important it's the most important step you may ever take but it ain't the end i don't know what the end is i have certainly have not found it but i invite you to join me in that journey i love you very much sorry this ran so long bye for now